Today in Science from Wired. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the spoken edition of Wired. Maybe Nobody Wants Your Space Internet by Sarah Scholes. In the early 2000s, Greg Weiler, former founder of a semiconductor company, was laying fiber in Africa. He wanted to do something that mattered. Semiconductors didn't matter, you know? But linking people to each other and to information did, he thought. The lesser educated version of myself said, Fiber is the answer, says Weiler. I'll run it everywhere. He didn't run it everywhere, though he did run it quite a few places in Africa. Each connection, each time we connected a school, each time we brought Internet to somebody, we saw their lives change, he says. In remote parts of the world, like where Weiler was, Internet connections often have to come to the ground from geostationary satellites. That's slow, because geostationary orbit is far away. When kids participated in online classes... By the time the screen showed them raising their hands, the question had already been answered. Unacceptable, thought Weiler. But I was stuck, he says. The only ground-based Internet was 5,000 miles away. I had two options. I had two options, run fiber 5,000 miles or bring the satellites closer to Earth. So I did both. Weiler went on to found a satellite Internet company called O3B, which stands for the other three billion, referring to the half of the planet that isn't connected to the Internet. Later, he founded OneWeb, which he hopes, believes, asserts, can bridge the digital divide by launching hundreds of satellites into low-Earth orbit. Weiler and OneWeb are representative of a movement that believes everyone on Earth should have the Internet and that it can come from above our heads, not below our feet. In the past few years, companies new and old have launched into the field, all trying to connect some fraction of our half-disconnected world, which historically isn't a good bet. Satellite Internet providers haven't had a great run financially. And while most of these new players boast humanitarian aims, and that's surely part of their motivation, it's not the whole story. The thing is, all those people they want to provide with the Internet they might not actually want it. The challenge of getting aerial internet up is so great that providers are not necessarily firm yet on what happens when it gets down. For the low-flying satellites to work as intended, companies have to build hundreds or thousands of them. Digital delivery systems that fly in the stratosphere, like high-altitude balloons, have to stay aloft and in the right spots. Both are formidable technical challenges, taking years of development. SpaceX, as usual, has some of the loftiest plans. The company, on its way to developing a satellite communication system for the well-heeled travelers it sends to Mars, will create one for Earthlings who want to stay home. Its Starlink constellation, the company says, will eventually have nearly 12,000 satellites, more than have launched in the history of satellite launching. 
though for now it has only launched two demo satellites. In 2015, the year Elon Musk announced the Space Internet Project, SpaceX got a vote of confidence from Google in the form of a $900 million investment, money that some speculate was thrown toward the Internet effort. But Google, or if we're being precise about it, Alphabet subsidiary X, also has its own global Internet blueprints. Its Project Loon launches high-altitude Internet balloons to the stratosphere, far below the realm of satellites, where the flaccid, floating jellyfish catch a ride on wind currents to their destinations. Google isn't the only member of the Frightful Five with a loony Internet idea. And why would it be? The more people who are on the Internet, the more people who are on your site. And if we know anything about the web's whales, it's that they can never get enough to eat. Especially hungry, hungry Facebook... In 2013, Mark Zuckerberg announced Internet.org, a Facebook-led initiative to provide connectivity to the unconnected. Facebook, in addition to partnering with mobile providers, Utelsat, to use equipment aboard a satellite to transport Internet to Africa, until it exploded on the SpaceX rocket it was supposed to ride into orbit in 2016. Internet.org is also aiming lower, conducting two test flights with drones it calls Aquilas. Theoretically, those would help expand coverage beyond the 63 countries where Free Basics by Facebook is available, a service that offers limited selections of news, employment, health, education, and local information, and, of course, Facebook. Some high-flying space Internet companies have no stake in specific websites. Recently, de-stealthed Astranus plans to send small satellites to geostationary orbit, and sell bandwidth to Internet service providers, which can sell Internet to people on the ground. Wireless One Web will keep its satellites closer to home, in low Earth orbit, so those kids can raise their hands in class and you can stream Netflix from way out Ottawa. Its production facility in Florida will churn out its hundreds of satellites at a rate of around four per day, and its partners include longtime space Internet player Hughes, aerospace giant Airbus, and also Coca-Cola. We're launching this year, says Weiler. When I say launching, we're launching production satellites. No fooling around, long-lasting production satellites. But the question is whether enough of the world's unconnected people will want all this Internet from all of these companies, and whether these companies are fully considering the financial and social constraints of the developing world. It's still very early to say, from a demand perspective whether there's enough market to fulfill all of these mega-constellations, says satellite industry analyst Mansoor Shah. In 2015, Shah participated in a space internet working group for the Space Generation Advisory Council, which, among other things, represents the perspectives of the younger space set to the UN, and they aren't sure all those undigitized billions want or are ready to use the hookups these space giants are building. This working group isn't alone in its thinking. We hear many times from satellite operators, especially those launching massive constellations, the pitch of connecting the other half of the population, says analyst Luke Palerm Serra of Northern Sky Research. But the truth is that of the total global unconnected population, two-thirds is not connected because they choose not to be connected.
Now, maybe the internet service they can currently access is too expensive. Maybe people aren't aware of all the things the internet can provide, like digital doctors and job training. Maybe they don't have the experience necessary to navigate the web. Satellite is a great tool to bridge the coverage gap, but it has very little to contribute to these other factors, says Palermsera. He suggests that companies could work with the governments or private organizations on the ground to educate people about how to successfully surf the net. Some countries have already implemented similar ideas on their own, as with Mexico's Conectado, Colombia's Viva Digital, and Australia's NBN. Companies could also partner with countries to distribute internet through local providers. But even the best campaigns might only work once people's basic needs are met. If you're worried about surviving, getting online probably isn't top of mind. Food, water, these are fundamental things that a lot of potential target markets lack, says Shar. So I'm not sure they'd be thinking about internet right away. And even if they wanted it, the target market doesn't exactly have much disposable income. The specific pricing for most of these incoming internet companies isn't public yet, but to keep costs low enough to provide free or affordable coverage, they'll have to surmount the economic hurdles that have bankrupted a litter of satellite internet companies. The companies planning constellations are using dinky orbiters called small sats to keep costs low. The companies could shrink the budget required to lay the groundwork, which can be the most expensive piece of the equation. Palerm Sara says providers could develop Wi-Fi hotspots, so they only need one set of terrestrial infrastructure for a group of people. That hasn't been a perfect solution in Cuba, though, where people gather around the bit-fueled fire and wait through slow load times. But at the same time, they do go online. A company named Viasat has just set up such a system in Mexico and is working on one in Brazil. There's also Avanti's Eco, Utelsat's Connect Africa Smart Wi-Fi, and Quica Satellite Wi-Fi. These programs come not from the firebrand startups or the Frightful Five, but established entities and quieter newbies who perhaps crow less about funding rounds, and the communities they brought this connection to who might not have had decent internet access before could be case studies for how newly connected people use the tool. What do people in a remote village want from the Internet? What do they enjoy? How does it help them? The answers, still unknown, are likely very different from what a person in Menlo Park wants. These early connection efforts could inform how the rest of the industry goes about its business. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.